Today's episode of Better Call Saul is brought to you by our presenting sponsor, Cufflinks.com. Head on over to Cufflinks.com and use code DVR20 to save 20% off your order, no minimum. Cufflinks.com has the greatest products for looking good. They have all the geeky stuff. Man, if you want like a Star Wars tie pin, you want some Cufflinks that have the Captain America shield, Game of Thrones, all the sports teams, college sports teams, they have everything to add that little touch to make you look great. So look awesome when you step out the door tomorrow. Go to cufflinks.com, use code DVR20 today. Welcome back to Daily DVR Does Better. Call Saul, baby. My name is Axel. My co-host, of course, is the great actor, writer, producer, Mr. Heath Santazo. How you doing, Heath? I'm doing wonderful, Axel. I am... I feel like I'm on cloud nine right now. I like that. I like that. Yeah. Well, you're about to be on cloud 10 because we have an amazing special guest that you already know who it is because we talked before we started recording, but you're going to act like it's a surprise. (laughs) It's Andy. What's up, Andy? Oh, my God. Shocking. I know. Yes. Uh, Nothing much is up. I'm just excited to talk about this show. You know, normally, actually, when I've talked to you or Heath, even, it's been shows like Watchmen or Yellow Jackets or Westworld. Well, there's lots of theorizing and this is the first time i've actually been on with a show where they really that really isn't the point of the show so i'm kind of excited about this yeah definitely man i well i know you've been out there plowing them fields laying that laying those seeds baby right yep digging in the dirt so i've taken a little we had a bunch of rain so i don't i can't really dig in the mud so i thought i'd come and talk to you guys for a little while that's awesome well tonight we're going to be talking about better call Saul season six episode five entitled black and blue and of course we're going to be here every week we got two more weeks of this part a of the final season then part b starts um i think it's july 11th it picks up again so there'll be a break but there was a big announcement the other week which i want to throw everybody over to the west world theory cast If you are a listener who has come on to the DVR podcast network in the last couple years, you might not even know we cover Westworld. We have a big Westworld show. You'll hear Andy. You'll hear Gina, DJ, myself. Solo began it with me, but he dropped out after he couldn't understand what the (laughs) fuck was happening on the show anymore. (laughs) Um, but maybe and I had technical difficulties. That's true. When I first moved into my apartment, so yeah, technical. that was another reason. Technical my difficulties, but um, <laughs> we're gonna be back. June twenty sixth is the premiere, so that week I'll probably end up doing two shows a week on Westworld because there's so many crazy theories. If it's that kind of theory season, we'll see. I've heard it's gonna be more like season two. That's just early things, but nobody really knows. So subscribe to the Westworld Theorycast. What's the date again, Axel? June 26th is when it comes back. Season four of Westworld. That's the Westworld Theorycast. You can find out more about that at DVRpodcast.com. Also, 
Hey, listen, if you're a listener to us, you should become a patron for as little as a dollar a month. Andy's a patron. He's a patron. I'm a patron. We're all patrons. And you can become a patron too. Go to patreon.com slash DVR. Like I said, a little dollar is a dollar a month. We have tons of back episodes of Westworld, Game of Thrones, all types of crazy shit. Star City Murders podcast is up there. If you want to hear about the behind the scenes of Heath making his movie. Um, so head on over to patreon.com slash DVR. And we appreciate all of our patrons. You all are the best. Love you. Love to you from my heart to yours. You can also send your feedback to DVRpodcast at gmail.com. No feedback this week, but hopefully we'll get some next week. All right, let's get into it. Let's start the show. Black and Blue, Better Call Saul. First, I want to hear from Andy how you're enjoying the season so far and how you like this episode. Well, I mean, uh, this is a lot like a lot of other shows that you've already mentioned that we that you've covered over the years. I mean, a, even a, a lesser episode of Better Call Saul is one of the, is still one of the best episodes of anything on television. So I still enjoyed this episode a lot. I mean, it's it, it was it seemed like it was a little bit another kind of a setup, not really setup, but kind of a calm before the storm episode, kind of like last week was, which I'm fine with because the the tension at the beginning of the season was so amazing with Nacho and all that stuff that I think it needed to cool off a little bit just before we get into the final end push. Um, so yeah, I'm really enjoying the season a lot. Even though I've, I like the way this episode, I like almost everything about the episode for different reasons than I've liked other things. So, but yeah, I'm, it's, the quality hasn't dipped at all in my opinion. Nice. Solo has a different opinion about this episode. Spoiler alert, he told me when I talked to him earlier today. Solo, what did you think of this episode? Well, when we talked nine hours ago, or whatever it was, <laughs> um, I didn't like this episode. I am one, I've podcast for many years, and I love TV and being in the industry, I tend to side on this episode was great. This ep- this one, I didn't like. And I'll get into it as we move forward. I, I wasn't a big fan of this episode. I-, I just felt that you don't show me how Mike got nacho out of mexico but yet you show me how a, like a ruler was put in ice <laughs> i i mean i i just felt this episode even though okay it was well directed it's better cause Saul, but i i guess did it get too cute was it too much about oh let's see um self-indulgent coffee mug like reflection versus i don't know i i honestly i wasn't a fan of the episode i did like the um lalo stuff at the end that kind of drew me in a little bit but the first half of the episode boxing matches and just it just put me to sleep and i was just like come on it's the final season but I know Better Call Saul can get away with it, but it just felt like this was like an art house episode that, you know, was showing more. 
close-ups and cool things and it just it just didn't do it for me i'll be honest hey man i feel where you're coming from i think you've expressed yourself i i I was kind of i didn't mean to interrupt i was saying it sounded like you're saying that it felt a little self-indulgent or maybe Mm -hmm. pulling out the bells and whistles because this the i can agree with you in this sense listen really the focus of the episode became about jimmy and howard boxing each other but the result of the boxing match was negligible because Kim and Jimmy didn't even care that Howard knew what they were doing. <laughs> you're right, right. So it's it. I find that to be so. I see where you're coming from, though I disagree, because I find that to be a kind of anti storytelling, in the sense that obvi- it must be. And Andy, please pipe in if you do. You think that the that um, Jimmy and Kim meant for Howard to figure out is part of their plan that Howard knows what they're doing because in the, in the last scene that with them in the apartment, when Kim ends it by saying, you know, he's like, I don't know why I did it. And then she says, because you know what happens next. You know, I don't know if, if they meant for Howard to, to find all that stuff. I don't, I don't think they're worried about it. Cause I think they're, I think they are supremely, cocky and i mean in a way that i think is really going to come back to hurt them in some way i'm not exactly sure what that is but i think a lot of the stuff in this episode especially the howard stuff specifically the boxing scene and then the scene with the sandpiper i think it kind of ties back to earlier in the season when or was it last episode i can't when it when it was when um he was doing the impression of howard when howard was at the when he yeah did the thing the with episode. the hook throwing the hooker out of the car yeah. and all yeah, that stuff that was, yeah I think this episode showed us how, how much Howard is actually like Jimmy because Howard setting up the boxing match thing. That is totally something Jimmy would have tried to do to his brother, Chuck. And like when he's with the sandpaper people, him being super charismatic and like talking to every person in the audience, that's exactly the same thing that Jimmy we used to do all the time when he was trying to talk to these people. Like Jimmy or Howard reminded me a lot more of Jimmy this episode. And I think, I think it was kind of meant to show that how these two are actually just like brothers. I mean, that boxing thing, even though it was so over the top in the bet, I mean, in a good way, because that's what you better call Saul is great at being over the top and still not being ridiculous. I, I think it was, I liked it because it seemed to, it all, their relationship has always been so strange. And I think it made it gel. Like I, cause I think you've mentioned a couple of times, Axel, that it seems like they're brothers and I'm totally in on, I think this episode solidified that even more than it already has. I love that, man. I, 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 that's a, such an interesting way to look at it. I was having this feeling at the end of this episode where it had made me feel that even that, even like that both Lalo and Howard were kind of better than Gus and Jimmy and Kim in a way, like they had kind of out bested them. You know, but we don't know the thing with Gus we'll talk about, but maybe Gus figured it all out. But um, I like your point there that it solidifies their relationship. I had that same feeling when I saw it was Howard at the boxing place. 
it made me feel immediately this brotherly tension. You know, like you're saying, it, it was very reminiscent of the Chuck stuff and yeah, just the weird kind of head games that they played with each other. Yeah. Um, instead of just being direct, you know, which really is what mm -hmm. Howard did. But Howard did try that though, didn't he? He he did that last season. He said to him yep. right in the courtroom, I know it was you. You know, so he already, it's like he caught him already. So, yeah, I, no, like, it, even in this episode right away, it's, that was one of the things I did like about it at the beginning when, when he, like, the whole cancel my week. I mean, it took him all of 30 seconds to figure out it was Jimmy that was doing this. <laughs> so it's, I, I mean, I love that whole scene. I love that whole scene. I, I, I really enjoyed Howard a lot in this episode. I've always been mixed on him all, the entire series, but I loved him in this episode. Yeah, I love Howard. I, 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 why cancel his week? <laughs> well i think he knew that he was going to do the boxing thing and then i think he's going to work with that detective you know and also i think okay. he was afraid of what jimmy might have planned for that week right like i better cancel the week so i i kind of clears out any plans he might have to pull another thing like he did with cliff or something you know so he's yeah. so then he'll cancel the next week too. I don't. That's a good question, Solo. That's the ultimate <laughs> question. But but you know what? You bring up a great point, right? Because that's what I'm saying about it being this episode. I did read some reviews and just some you know Twitter shit and whatever that people felt similar to how you felt, and I kind of traced it to that. In that, it's almost like everything that happened in this episode was either set up. Or really a non-starter, like it didn't have any lasting, it was kind of like a, this whole boxing thing, is it, it's just kind of like a bump in the road, because they're still doing their plan, which kind of surprised yeah, me. Yeah, solved with the boxing thing, even Howard says it, Yeah. right? Yep. yep. Like, he's like, are you going to, okay, I guess we're at the same place we were before this, you know. But, um. Did you guys think after that in the last conversation that Jimmy and Kim have, I guess it's a second scene in the apartment. Um, and once again, they're doing the thing where they like start from the back, go to the front with the Lalo stuff. And they're doing with the Jimmy and Kim, like they put the apartment scenes in the beginning and at the end, mm -hmm. you know? Um, but did you expect, I expected them to have some sort of, reaction or well this changes the plan or blah blah but they really just did that surprise you solo they just were like so nonplussed like oh oh well, by the way i figured out yeah, who the guy I mean, is you i know? mean my thought was they they had to envision that cliff would eventually confront howard mm. right i mean i don't know if they knew because when he's at like well who, who who was at your meeting well i can't handle it it was Kim Wexler. And then he figured it out. And it was just like, I mean, I don't know. I guess I was so wrapped up in them elevating the sound when Kim would take a drag of her cigarette. That I was, again, that was like the whole being too cute thing in this episode. It just felt, ah, uh, I, I, I guess I was very frustrated. I, I, I just, that that's the whole thing that frustrated me a lot with this episode was 
okay, Howard figured it all out, Jimmy behind it. And I guess, you know, Kim and Jimmy are kind of together. So um, it just feel like then I started feeling bad because I'm like, what if, you know, Howard gets Kim disbarred for some reason for doing, I, I don't know. I don't know how he could do that. But um, so I, I, I guess I was just like, what? I mean, I never liked this whole Howard plan anyway of discrediting it discrediting him and doing all that it was fun to watch but now i'm just like i don't know with the boxing match he figures it out and then they're kind of like eh. like i i just i i guess you know maybe there's more to be seen and of it's got to be is, part of it dude and it's, there's yeah. more to it but like i don't know i just i felt kind of why are we seeing this now like, I understand this is part of this season, the whole Howard thing, but I'm just like, yeah, rather see Gene at a Cinnabon staring at, you know, Ooh. teenagers for a half hour. Rather see Nacho get out of Mexico, <laughs> and, you know, you know, so I, I guess it just really frustrated me. Mm. Like, and I think that's why in the past with this show, I went where I stopped watching it and then I binged because I guess these type of things did frustrate me along the way when they would pull stuff like this. And it, so I guess I'm kind of this episode felt that way for me. It felt like if it wasn't the last season I and we weren't doing a pod, I'd probably this honestly, this episode, I don't know if I would have been excited to see the next episode and the one thereafter. And I might have waited. And then binged it. So I just, mm. I guess I'm very frustrated that it just seemed too cutesy of an episode. So, you know, I don't know. I think you got to lean into it. So, so I'm going to keep watching. Yeah. And I'm sure so the well. show is going to become, it's the show still amazing. I just, I feel like, ah, I'm in quicksand right now mm. with this show. Well, after these last two episodes. I think you got to I think you got to lean into it. I think if I I I do understand where you're coming from. I actually was going to say one of the things I appreciated that there was a lot of the I I really loved the creation the the cold open creating that uh, kind of memento that statue which is uh ends up being i have i have down what it is it's a slide rule yeah it's a slide rule but what it says it says oh, in yep. libby uh dion jungi i can't speak german with love your boys so it looks like that was given to Werner by the other dudes who were working with him, right? Some of which yep. who probably worked with him for Gus. And that has a significance in that sense. But I really love that solo. I got to disagree with you here, man. Mm. I loved okay. it. I love when they do Like, I can appreciate that sometimes on this show, as with... Um, you know, like we talk about other, whether it's like a Game of Thrones, a Westworld, whatever, any regular show you're watching, sometimes there is more of a procedural, like they have to go through the motions of continuing a plot, right? Or 
or in this case, the Howard thing, the Lalo Gus thing, it does seem like a lot of what happened here that almost the last episode of this episode kind of could be could have been condensed into one episode where a lot more things happened, right? If it didn't take five and a half minutes to show them making <laughs> what, what, this thing. Yeah, I but guess, I like I'm that. Like, was, I like I that mean, about this show. I understand Lalo look at it and it's yeah. like, oh, that's murder's thing. But like, what? why did we need to see that thing made? Why? Well, I think... I think, I mean, I, a lot of it, I think, is, like you kind of have said, it, it was self-indulgent, but I think also... No. I, I liked it as well, but I think it's also a callback to the, I mean, it's obviously a callback to making meth. Yes. And making that. I mean, it remind. there was a Thank few you. seconds at the beginning. I thought it, we were so seeing that I. again. Yep. And I, I, mean, I thought that, I thought that he's, too. you know, it, that but that was being made. And yeah. that's so, I, mean, I, I, I was ready for like a blue dot or some blue flowers to be yeah. dumped in or something. So, I mean, I think part of it was just a callback to that because they can do that. But that's I mean, also the connection it, it show. And, They've earned the right to do. Th- I mean, not that you need to earn the right, but they feel like they can get away with it, so to speak. I think yeah. a lot of it was just li- just like some of those montages back in Breaking Bad. A lot of times, I have, I'm not a Breaking Bad person that's seen it a hundred times, but one of the things I always remember about it is all of those montages, like Axel said, of the the process of them making the right. making the stuff or going through the process of ma- of whatever they were doing at the time. So. I think that's a lot of what that was for personally. Yeah. Yeah. No. And and I understand that. And I like that in breaking bad, but for this moment at this point of the season, like, why did we need to see that? It just felt like it was just, Oh, let's shoot something cool. Mm -hmm. But it, (sighs) well, I get where you're coming from, but I think that for me, it's a feature of this show that I enjoy. I enjoy that they indulge in the more cinematic that's always been a part of their repertoire that's what draws me to this show sometimes you're right they do go overboard for instance i'll give you an example and in this part i agree with you solo did we need to did we need to take a minute and a half to see the gate open at the end when gus and mike go down into what will become the meth lab and not know what that was, and it just keeps opening. <laughs> you know, yeah. we, you're right. I under I I yeah. catch where you're coming from. It's just a di- every show is different, right? For this thing, I do want to say, it looked like crystal meth. It also it I thought it was brilliant because it's also it connects to the fact that Lalo, when Hector said get the proof, we were thinking get. Um, get Nacho, but what he meant mm-hmm. was what we originally after with Werner. So he went, what we see, obviously he did that. He's going to get the proof that Gus is trying to make his own meth and that he's trying to cut out the cartel, which he is trying to do. So I think that that is something that is meaningful to the fact that it looked like meth that was being made. Right. So it like, for me, I love Uh that. And I, I can appreciate that they, they did that, but I understand where you're coming from. I think that with this show, it's good to have that uh, opinion solo. Cause you just like you said earlier to me on the phone, we're so used to just coming on here nine hours ago and saying, (laughs) 
that you know this is the best show ever blah blah and not saying it and it's good to have uh, a different opinion um and i could feel that a bit you know but i think in this episode they did lean more heavily you're absolutely right into the slow stuff the build up um even the thing like gus coming home coming into his house in the trunk of the car we kind of already saw that last episode right we could have just jumped to Gus in the house or Mike. I well, that was Mike. Not, not right? Mike. I'm trunk. sorry. I yeah, apologize. Mike but trunk. Mike, right. We could have just oh, jumped yeah, to Mike. Yeah. We could have just jumped to Mike standing there looking at the screen and then he starts talking to the guy. Right. Right. So you're right. They do lean into that. But I think that that's part of the joy that they get in making this show. And for me as a camera guy too, I kind of, it is in a way masturbatory or I guess it's a circle jerk in a sense, but uh, <laughs> I still kind of love it. You know, I like oh, the cold open. <laughs> um, that song, by the yeah, way. Yeah, no, I, I, Oh, let I'm me just, sorry. I, okay, I get what, Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Dad. Oh no, I was just going to say it's called instiller night uh, instiller knocked. So instill night. And it was by pink martini and the Von traps love pink martini yeah it's man. a johannes brahms laid of a traditional a traditional german song so that kind of clued in too once the Germans started i was like okay wait is this going to be then i th first i thought it was going to be an award i thought it was going to be for the company um and then somehow lalo had figured that out but then no, it's certain, but that's where it could eventually get to, you know. Valalo yeah, can get know, that far Dave, into I, it. I totally understand what you're saying too, and I don't even disagree with what you're saying. I guess for me, it just doesn't. It didn't bother me, but I can totally understand what you're saying, and I it definitely you're definitely not wrong about what you're saying. The the stuff that it, yeah. it does get a little too cutesy, and it does it just didn't bother me. So I mean, I could, to but I totally right. understand. Your, I totally understand. I don't even agree with what you're saying. It just I, it doesn't. It didn't bother me. I would definitely notice it because as soon as you bring it up a point, I can't, I'm not going to, I can't disagree with anything you're saying because I think you're right on it. I just, it didn't bother me, I guess, is the best, my best way to put yeah. it. Yeah. You know, and, and it's not like it's not visually interesting or it's not well done because it, it totally is. I mean, it's, it, it's directing an artistry at its finest. I guess I, 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 I didn't want it this episode. I don't know why I was so, cause normally when they, when they show stuff like this, I'm like, man, that's just, that's just, I'm in awe. Mm -hmm. And I guess, I guess for some reason for this episode, I didn't want that this episode. I wanted stuff to move on a little more. I wanted to, I, you know, it just, again, I, I guess because we already had the hit and run episode that was kind of like a break from the whole intense yep. nacho episode. I didn't expect two in a row. Mm. I mean, hit and run. I, I mean, I really loved that episode, but this one, it just felt like it was like, are we, are we trying to stall? But it's like, I, we kill nacho so fast. Are we trying to, you I'm could see like, them saying that they're trying to build the tension know. though. So right. One of the other feelings I get too, is a lot of it is, I mean, I think a lot of it's a Howard building episode because they've done this kind of thing before where mm -hmm. before something major happens to a character, like even with Nacho, 
a couple the early episodes in this season and even the end of last season where a lot more focus was on Nacho. I'm wondering if that this is the this is the like these two have kind of been Howard focused. If we're going to see something really bad happen to Howard soon, mm. and if like the PI thing is the eventual thing that leads him to cross paths with Gus or Lalo or both. And right. I, I have a feeling that something is brewing there, that this might be the signal that something major is going to happen with Howard just because it's been so focused on him the last two episodes. Mm, damn. I hope no, not. You don't, I love it, Howard. Right. You guys, you could be right because, again, with this show, and it's the type of show where you see an episode like this, and you're like, okay, whatever. But then when it all plays out and you go back and rewatch, you're like, mm-hmm. oh my God. Yeah. Yep. You know, and, and that's why I, I'm kind of like, you know what? They have enough street cred with us that though I didn't love the episode, I'm not like, oh my God, I'm not going to, you know, watch this ever again. Or, yeah, you know, uh, you know, it, uh, in and- past seasons, I would have waited. And just binged a bunch of episodes because I just got tired with it. But and there's a I reason think, why they're doing it. I think you perfectly explained my reasoning of why I understand what you're saying, but it didn't bother me because I have got I have complete faith in this team that this is there for a reason, even though it's definitely slow and it's definitely uh, seems that's I think I think that's a hundred I think you nailed it. Why I why it, it doesn't bother me because I have a hundred percent I mean hopefully they don't prove me wrong <laughs> what I just said, but <laughs> I have I have faith that they're gonna that the, this is here for some reason and it's it's gonna, but so that's I guess that's that's kind of why I think I I give it more of a pass even though there is there is some flaws or some sure not flaws sure. but things that aren't as exciting or as pulse pounding as as some of the other stuff this season has been. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like I was trying to interject there before, um, I get you know there is a sense of trying to build tension too, right? But that tension mm-hmm. is dissipated very quickly when you see that Lalo is in Germany. <laughs> you know, like Kim is Kim's putting a freaking chair on the door. Gus is hiding. You know what I'm saying? Um, and Lalo's in Germany. But we get to the point where Mike says to Gus, I want to ask you guys. He says, um, when uh when Gus is sitting there using the toothbrush on his bathtub. Oh god. Just just yeah. like with the door open. And it's so weird. Everyone's like, Yeah, that's Gus. He's that's what he's doing. <laughs> Mike, go check him out. <laughs> right? It's like, what a wacko. Um, but anyway, he says, wherever he is now, sooner or later, he's gonna end up right here. And then that's when Gus gets like an idea and he says he can't strike, not yet. Then they go to the meth lab and Gus seems to kind of look around. They talk a little bit about maybe, you know, like getting it going or whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. And then Gus hides a gun underneath the tractor. Right. Like in the wheel. Mm-hmm. And yep. then he leaves. Yep. Does this mean like to me, this signaled when Mike said that Gus all of a sudden like figured it out, he just kind of figured it out that he's going to go back to Werner. He's going to, that Lalo's going to, if he's gotten this far, he's knows that they're building this. He's figured that out. 
So what is he going to lure him there and then pull the gun? Up? I don't, I didn't quite understand it. I, I think we're going to see as soon as this is where, this is where my crazy theory podcasting hat comes on. As soon go. as I saw that, as soon as I saw that John Deere excavator in there, I'm, I'm convinced that Lalo is going to end up permanently in the foundation of that, of that drug lab when it's built. Oh man, you are so right, Andy. Wow. That's why the fly like was that. there in Breaking Bad. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. No, that, that's a great, that's a great, uh, yeah, that's a great, that's theory, totally going to happen, dude. That's happening. I mean, why else? Why else would they put a, a shot of that excavator in there? I mean, I mean, it, granted, it looks cool having an excavator inside a basement, just as a kind of a cool visual. But that's that was the first. I haven't had that thought out of my head since the second I saw the saw the bucket on the tractor. I'm like, ah, that has to happen. That's mm. great. But are you, when I was going along with that stuff, were you guys with me? Am I wrong? Am I right? What do you think? What do you think, Solo? No, I, I'm with you. The, Again, there's got to be a reason why. I mean, you could feel Gus like he's like, tell the boys we're going out. And it's like he, he went to that place. And I, I guess I mean, from what I was feeling that Gus has a feeling that this is what Lalo's trying to uncover. And whether or not that's a spidey sense of Gus, uh, I mean, what, you know, no one else thinks he's alive but Gus. And he's like, is he, you know, but that's his compulsive way of thinking. Okay, what, are, what, 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 what do I have going on that's secret? Yes, I wanted so-and-so to die, and I'm building this lab that goes against all protocol with what I have with these cartels. But so I guess, you know, he's just preparing himself. But it just it does feel like it's the foreshadowing of what's to come Lalo versus Gus, you know, and it just reinforces the breaking bad stuff when Gus is like, all the Salamancas are dead. Like, like, I have a feeling at the hand of Gus, Lalo will perish. So, um, again, like you were saying, Ando, it's like this episode had so many things like we don't quite understand. We can theorize a little bit, but there's a reason why they shot and, and gave us this episode because there's stuff to come. Yeah. There's, and, not, there's not many puzzle pieces in this episode, but there is, there is a couple, I think. Yeah, no, they're definitely because an episode like this also is like, you think nothing happened, but a lot's happening. And you can get frustrated and be like, oh, it's so, so, but yet there's little clues all about that. We may not know exactly what those clues are, but they're going to be clues later on. And be like, oh my God, they foreshadowed this. They foreshadowed this. That's why like as frustrated I was at certain things as the episode ended, I was like, okay, I might be flustered a little bit, but I have faith in Gilligan and Gould and the crew that this episode's going to mean more. And it's kind of nice to have an episode like that, where when you go back, because this is such a rewatchable show that you're like, wow, this episode is enhanced mm, more yeah. 
Yeah. Because so so that's what kind of like turned me around at the end. I was like, you know what? You know, it could have been the mood I was in, could have been who knows, you know. But I was just like, ah, I guess I wanted to see this and that. But I'm like, you know what? I gotta I gotta give it to them. They they've done they've done such an amazing job along the way that I you know I'm gonna I'm gonna take a breath and not get too crazy about oh this episode was awful because it wasn't an awful episode it's a very solid episode I was frustrated at certain times but I have faith that my frustrations will go away because of what's to come all right now I must admit that when they were doing the boxing match scene I could not be the only person at home thinking, is this when Odenkirk had the heart attack? I I thought the same thing, Axel. I don't mean to sound mean, but yeah. You're not mean. I thought the same exact thing. Okay. I, you know, since you brought that up too, Heath, on the last episode, I, I, you, you were talking about when you guys were talking about the scene where Jimmy was impersonating him. And he looked with all the bronzer on and you said for a second, you wondered if that was the first scene that they had shot after the heart attack. I thought that same, I thought the same exact thing when I was watching it. When I started, I smiled when you said that, cause I'm like, I'm glad I'm not the only one that thought that I wish I hadn't thought that, but yeah, it's, right, right, think, right. I'm sure every, I bet that somebody has pools out there somewhere that's betting on when the scene was, I'm sure we'll find out at some point when it yeah, happened. I know. I'm sure you're right. We definitely will. Got to listen to the, Better Call Saul Insider podcast. They'll probably talk about that when it happens. Yeah. Because yeah. um, doesn't 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 Bob Odenkirk just Bob, Bob Odenkirk? Sorry, sounded out here. Doesn't he seem like a lot thinner now? I, I like I just I think feel so. like he's lost a lot of weight. Yep, like, I think he's a lot slimmer than what he has been in the past. At least, I don't know if that's intentional or if that's no, how I just, he is now. Yeah, I just saw him. He was on Bill Maher uh, a couple weeks ago. And I tuned in for that part of the show. I can't really watch Bill Maher anymore. And, uh, but that was fun. Just like two comedians talking to each other. Right. That's when that show was fun. Um, it's just when he talks about politics that I don't like it, but it's a political show. <laughs> but, uh, you can watch about three minutes per week then. Is that what you're saying? Yes, exactly. When, when it's, when he does like the, when he has a guest like that on, but yeah, he looked yep. great. And um, they seem to be talking about it, so I think they'll talk about it in the pod. I like that scene. I thought the boxing scene was fun. They got a little uh, raging bull type shots in there. Um, right. I thought, but when he leaves, um, Howard gets into a car, and I wish I didn't get the guy's name, but he's a good character actor. We've seen him before, and I'm sure he'll have some great scenes to come. Uh, but Howard has a private detective now following Jimmy. But I wanted to ask you two. I thought it was weird that he has somebody following Jimmy, but he knew that Kim was in on it because she was at the table with Cliff. So if he if he knows that, may, or maybe that doesn't, maybe that's something yet to be discovered. Does Howard think it's just Jimmy? Or does he think that Kim is involved? What do you guys think? I I think that he thinks it's just Jimmy because okay. he's I mean he's told Kim many times what are you doing with him he's a, he's bad for your career he's bad for you and he's always had a soft spot for Kim I thought but 
Yeah, but the last time she wasn't too nice to him. Well, I suppose that's true. So I'm just, what do you think, Solo? Well, at first I was like, because when Howard goes, who was who the meeting with? And it was with Kim. And he immediately goes, oh, it's Jimmy. So I think he he believes that Kim is involved. Because if it, if it if it wasn't like oh you had you didn't have you had a meeting with Kim oh okay can't be what I was thinking maybe you had a meeting with Jimmy you know I don't know so to me I felt like that he thinks Kimmy Kimmy and Jimmy are one <laughs> well okay okay that's cool yeah that's well, just I, my feeling I guess, I, guess I, I agree with that I think he he does know that they're together I don't I don't think he's gonna blame Kim like he's gonna blame Jimmy though yeah I'm not sure. Makes, I, I'm just not sure it, because he only yeah. tells the guy to follow Jimmy. He doesn't tell the guy to that follow Kim. Now they, they have been together on a lot of this stuff, but I just wonder if that's going to become a part of the show, a part of the kind of plot here is that the relationship is different again between Jimmy and, uh, Kim, Jimmy and Howard and Kim and Howard, I think, uh, like Andy said, I think Jimmy loves Howard and I think that Kim hates him and I don't think she gives a shit about Howard at all and she wants to really take him down. Whereas I think, I think that's going to become a, like a bone of contention there. Like maybe Howard will be really surprised or, or how will Howard figure out that it's really coming from Kim? Mm. You know, I don't know. I don't know. It just has some thoughts on it. I want to bring this right. up um, before you get before you get off of Kim. Can I ask you guys one question about Kim? Yes. Okay. I the uh, they've brought up a little bit about the, in the last episode or two about her doing the pro bono stuff again in the charity work and even like the assistant that she's talking to about yeah. the judge says you make me feel better about the law and all this. Now, I, I had always thought, in the, especially in the beginning of the series, Kim was doing this, all that stuff, because she truly cared about people. I'm starting to get the feeling now that she's doing it not because she really wants to, because she's like, she thinks she needs to do some kind of penance for all the bad stuff she can do, or that by doing this good stuff, it's okay that she does this bad stuff. Does that is that something you guys think is yes. a possibility, or am I way off base? No, I think we're in Mindhunter territory here. And I think, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think she wants to get caught. Yeah, and I think that she is just bargaining with herself. You know, yeah, she's and she's really addicted to this con and to this life. And yeah, I I think that um, I don't know, man. She had that moment. Uh, what was it last episode, right? Where she was like, are, are we bad? Right. Are we wicked? But this episode now, the last one, she was right back into it, man. And again, she really didn't care about Howard in the last scene. She was like a mastermind. And when they were going over that information that they figured out, the guy looked like Kelsey Grammer to me. Was that Kelsey Grammer in that picture? The the guy who's going to mediate Sandpiper? <laughs> I, don't I don't think know. so, but I, don't know. I guess I didn't pay that close of attention. I don't know. Maybe they'll Pretty do some sure. stunt casting. I don't know pretty any sure, spoilers baby. about casting, so I have no idea who it's going to be. 
but she she just cared about that information. That was so much more. She was just going on that. Hey, let's who's this guy? And then you know he was like the mustache. Yep. He thought they were talking about the mustache, you know, and that was their next. It seemed to be the next part of the plan. She didn't even care that Howard knew. Yep. So. I don't know, but I did. This is about Kim, um, Gina, of course, who uh, has oh, yeah. uh, been on many a pods with us. Um, says so. The one thing I'll add here is something that I didn't hear covered about the Howard plan. The main reason I think it's still happening at all is that it's the only thing holding Jimmy and Kim's relationship together at this point. He doesn't care about her life. She doesn't really care about his new clients and office. And the only time there's any affection is when they're laughing about the Howard scam. It's already over for these two, but we still don't know how it's really going to end. What do you think about that, boys? I love that idea. I think that's I'm 100 percent with Gina on that. Yeah. It really does feel like that's the only, I mean, me and Axel have talked a lot about how they just, it doesn't feel like one of those relationships that you're like, oh man, they're so in love. They're so, yeah, it just, it just really feels like, I don't know. It's like, you're the right now person for me. And I I just don't see any real vibes with them relationship wise it just seems like it's convenient and the fact that they're going after howard together is yeah i agree with gina gina also says she continued after we had a little convo as people want do on the socials but she says uh the (laughs) slipping jimmy trick at the bar with the tequila triggered something in kim that's when it seemed like they were finally actually together I don't know, even know if she likes him at all, but she does like the feeling of a successful con, and I think that's why she went in and has stayed in. I see that, and I also see, if you look at it that way, then is it really Kim playing a long con on Jimmy? And that's mm. what the whole marriage mm. thing was about. Did she get this idea... Is that why she was like we, you know, why it worked out for her? I mean, the marriage thing worked out for the her her job at the time, and what the other con they were doing on Kevin, right? Um, sure. But did she also think down the road that far, you know? And that's why she quit her job and blah blah blah. You know, like it's interesting. Hmm. You know, he's the cartel money as well. You know, she's ha- but she is kind of happy to see that coming in. But, um, yeah, yeah, it's, it is, I mean, I don't know. It's so hard to tell. I think, you know, on, on, in TV felt like when it comes to relationships, I just always think about it like in real life, you just, you never know. Like some people I look at them like, what the fuck are these two weirdos married for? <laughs> like, you <know> <laughs> like you just don't know. So I tend to just buy it when people say they like each other, they like each other, you know? But I, there's definitely right. a chemistry between the actors that I feel when they're on screen together. But there is also a distance with Kim and kind of, though, a begging for affection on Jimmy's part. 
right? Like he's the one who wanted to look at the house. He talks about the future. He didn't want to do the con, but she's like intent on this. Yeah. Right. But good points, Gina. Thank you, Gina. Good stuff. Jimmy and Kim. We'll see what happens with that dude. I think it did look like Kelsey Grammer. I don't know. Um, <laughs> let's talk a little bit about Gus. I just want to bring up the scene at the Chicken Brothers, uh, Los Polos Hermanos, when in, when he has to come out and take the dude's, when he comes out and takes the dude's order. I just want to say mm-hmm. that I love that. I know the part where he like starts freaking out, the sound comes in, you know, that, that was dramatic. But for me, the best part is Gus is such a great salesman. Isn't he? He's like, and would you like also yeah. some of our delicious I interest you? Can I interest you in some delicious? Yeah. And the guy's like, yeah, yeah. I'll take 12 of those. Like, Gus is great. Like, you can see why, in the same thing as we later see with Lalo, right? How he seduces Werner's wife so easily. Like, these yeah. guys are fucking amazing. Like, they are just, like, they are. Like you were saying about um, uh, how Howard and Jimmy are the same, and Lala, like you were saying that before, Andy. Yep. It kind of yep. shows how like they're all the same, right? They're like oh, it's yeah, all the sure. same kind of dude. Like the fast talking, like Gus and Lalo are great con men too, yep. right? Like Gus is he is so good, man. He could sell me anything. I would just want to keep on hearing him talk. The other thing, I, tell me the about the tell I, me about the dips, Gus. Oh, we have ranch. Yeah. We have honey mustard. Oh, the, it's uh, the other thing I loved about that that shot through the restaurant is even leading up to that point, and you still see all of all of uh, Gus's just OCD with yes. the, like rearranging uh, the, the uniforms pen. and all that. Yeah, all that stuff. I'm like, man, this guy is wound up so and and it, of course he perfectly when he dazes off and during the order, which you have never seen that. You've never seen him rattled quite like yeah. that. I just, I love that whole scene. It was, it was great. Well, we, we have, it, you know, I mean, he broke like the break in the glass and yeah, right. doing the thing. He's losing it, right? Like yep. we're, we're definitely seeing another side of him that I think it's pretty awesome. I, my question, I did not look this up, but it looked to me, was that the same kid that he made clean the fryer last episode? When they were oh. trying to take Lalo out in the finale, I don't know if that was the same kid. But I assumed it was. I don't I, know for sure though. It looked like it to me. I did not go back and check, but it looked like because he was. I love the way everyone's like watching him too. You know. Yeah. That was just such a great tracking <laughs> shot. I really, really love that so much. Yeah, I, w- I was thinking too because last episode, Mike's like, you know, Gus is like he's not to El Pollo Hermano's standards. <laughs> So I'm thinking, like, is that guy got? And he goes, oh, you know, I'll find someone new. And uh, so I was looking, like, is that dude still there? And he's gonna fire him on the spot? Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was good. Yeah, which dude was that? That he, you know, I don't I know. It was the guy doing the chicken, butter, uh, battering the chicken, as we went. I mean, by. I, Maybe I will see him again. So, I know. I was like, oh my god. A boss like that, I'm like, oh my god, you know, the guy's doing the chicken. He's gonna get scolded. You know, it was it was just one of those moments. Yeah. But like, I mean, like you said, with him, with the toothbrush, like I knew 
I was like, is he brushing his teeth? I'm like, oh no, he can't be. <laughs> and then you see him, you know, with the grout, you know, going. I'm just like, God. It's like I'm the type of person I love a clean place, but I, <laughs> unfortunately, I'm not. I'm not Gus, where <laughs> I will clean everything to the T every moment of the day. I, I mean, that's what we hire people to do. Well, I no, I, no do. I do. I'm like that, dude. I really, I can, I, I am very much like that. Like I, I am a cut the type of person who like when I sit down, so I'm doing it while we do the podcast. I always like arrange things and like, I have kind of issues with that. That's why I loved editing because you can mm. put things in a certain sure. order. It kind of satiated that. But yeah, That's with Gus, you, it's extreme. I don't clean the tub with my toothbrush. Just the you toilet. Sure? You no, sure? the toilet I do. Just it the tastes toilet. good. It tastes good. It gives a little flavor to it. A kind of oh. umami taste. Pumami. Yeah, word for that. Ad de toilette. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about the end. We had the two bookends here. In this episode, it is bookends. And once again, they did it again where they show us something, even though it's a flashback, it's, it's, they show us something that is really from our future, right? Which they've been doing with an object too. They did it with glass, the, the, the nacho glass, right? So that's kind of a reoccurring uh, yep. thing. And I wonder, there are people who do like these crazy Breaking Bad, Better Call Saul timelines. I wonder how mm -hmm. far back that was made. <laughs> like, I wonder if people are going to be like arguing on the internet. That was actually the earliest scene in all of the BB universe. Um, okay, folks, um, see my YouTube video on it. Um, anyway. <laughs> Whoa. Fun of the YouTube. <laughs> whoa, kid show. Oh, whoa, BB um, Universe. The BB Universe. The BBU. The BBU. The BBEU. Anyway, we see these kids playing this game and uh, this trivia game, and then the answer is like the Soviet uh, astronaut that was the first woman in space, which I think is, um, I don't know what what kind of significance that's going to have in the show. But, um, oh, big time. It's, it yeah. foreshadows the end. <laughs> and Sally ride. No. But this whole scene with Lalo, the seduction, that was cool. You know, I mean, I think we pretty, we, she says Werner very quickly into the conversation. So we kind of know who she is, but at first I wasn't sure who she was. I thought she might be from the corporation or something, but, um, what I really loved is that time lapse and how they kept the camera up so high. Oh, when he's walking across when the street. When he's walking across the street. Oh, yeah. That was that, great. That was pretty brilliant. That yeah. was beautiful. And, and the whole scene with him in the house, I think everyone else felt the same way. We just didn't want him to kill her, right? Like she right. comes back. And there was something significant to me about that because... I would have thought that Lalo would have killed her. Did he make a mistake by not killing her? Well, that's uh, this is a question I was going to ask you guys. Do you think he he didn't kill her because he liked her or yeah. because because he's trying to keep it quiet and he knows that if she was killed oh. it might raise red flags. Mm. It's a it's a it's a 
it's probably a catch twenty two, and he had to. You're you got it, Andy. I think Joseph you got, Hiller yeah. catch twenty two. Yep, yep. That's. Uh, I think you figured it out. I think he probably, if he had to, he would have. Mm-hmm. But yep. he didn't want to because he thought. I think he thought what you thought, Andy, which is if I take her out, they're gonna know that it was me that I'm alive here. Gus is gonna know. Yeah, that's, Good that thinking, was the only dude. thing I Good thought. I thought yep. for I thought for sure she was a gunner too. But no. I'm so, I was so glad that she didn't die because I thought she was great. What great casting they have on this show too. That she just right all of a sudden. Because yeah, have we have we ever seen her? No, before? I know we heard his wife on the phone. I think didn't we? Yes. No, we never saw her. Never. So that was just that ant. Just at Andy's place, running out the back door, but I don't know what that was about. Yeah. Well, you know, I I actually was a little scared for a second because the dog gate that she has, I we have that exact same dog gate on our house, so I was <laughs> I was a little freaked out for a second. You like look behind, and all of a sudden, I, like, I gotta go was lock there. that door quick. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it could be a, it could be a Minnesotan Lalo. That was out. a good dog too. Good dog training, man. That dog was very well. That was a good dog, dude. It did exactly. I don't know how many takes it took, but it looked like it was it it, it was very convincing. A lot of times with the animals, it's hard, but and, it went. You right. know, I know that I know Heath. I know you've said this multiple times over this season, but man, Tony Dalton. Man, is he good. Uh, I mean, like oh, yeah. for most of this series, he's reminded me kind of like this Anton Chigurh kind of like assassin, yes. like not assassin, but like I'm just gonna. And then at the bar, I th- I'm gonna also refer to him now like as the Mexican Brad Pitt. I mean, he was so <laughs> charismatic and just awesome. I do, I was like, wow, I want to see everything he does from now on. Yeah, I loved it. How, how ironic that Brad Pitt was in a movie called The Mexican. That's oh, true with James yes. Gandolfini and yes. Julia Roberts. And Julia. Yep. Yes. But, that was know, a good it's one. Fun, it, it's funny that you bring that something. There's something about Tony Dalton that just like from, from the get go, I bought in. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this guy is something special. And what a, Definitely. what a addition to this show. And, you know, as I was rough on the first part of the episode, <laughs> even though, this part of the episode was, you know, slow and, you know, moving along at a certain pace because of Tony. I was just so into it. Like, I just, I'm like, cause I'm looking at him like he's a psycho killer, but yet he's so charming. Yeah. And yet, is he going to kill her? Is he not? What is it? Yeah. What is he going to make love to her? To you didn't know. Yeah. yeah. You know, like, like, honestly, sweet like, love. Sweet love, but I was just like, Sweet love. sorry, no, it's it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's all good. A little Anita. late night serenading from Ashley. That's Anita. why I came oh, here. Hey, that's the, yeah, that's why I stayed up. That's my bedtime. I feel um, no shame. I'm in the- oh, sorry, <laughs> I tried in the city. Um, yeah, dude, I totally agree. Uh, now listen, at the end. When he pick, well, I should say, when he picks that up, he sees Volkers, I guess, where it was made, right? Do you think Lalo, he's still in Germany, is he going to hunt that down, find out, hey, who got this made, go to those dudes, be like, hey, I might know what really happened, or maybe try to take them out or find 
orders from Gus on their computer or something. That's eventually well, what he's trying to find, right? But my, my question is what – okay, so he's looking at this thing. What would make him think this is the key to finding some shit out? I kind of I got the impression that there's only a few people in the world that could build the kind of thing Gus wanted. And mm-hmm. my guess is he's going and Lalo through whatever drug people channels knows who those people are and is just is just kind of going to each one and seeing if there's any connection to him is my guess. That's No, I think I he's think following Werner Ziegler. Good. So he specifically already knew. Yeah. He, Remember okay. from last season, he knew Werner Ziegler. Remember oh, when he okay. went the whole thing, yep. when he killed the dude at the, at yeah. the, oh, uh, yeah, check yeah, cash yeah, yeah. place. Oh, the and, yes. place yeah. yeah. I completely yeah, yeah. forgot about that. That's, That's what right. he's doing. He's purposely. Uh, so okay. I think he, what he's trying to do is he's trying to get evidence of what they're yeah. building so he can go to Don, uh, what's his name? Don Eladio <laughs> yeah. and say, Eladio. This is what Gus is doing, Don Eladio. You see, he was at this from the beginning, and he he was working with Nacho. Right. And he's well, trying to get right. the main evidence to take back. And but didn't, my question uh, is, what evidence would those well, guys have? Those type of plans or stuff? And and remember, those guys fucking hated Gus and Mike at the end. Remember the one guy? That's right. Fucking yep. Mike punched him out, and like. They were all thought they were going to get killed. They they were pissed off. They knew that they had murdered Werner. So, so they probably would be willing to show up. They yes, didn't, they uh, didn't show up to his funeral. Yeah, well, that's they were enemy. afraid, right? Yeah, yep. And I think that that's why it might not take much. I was when I was talking up before. I was like, I don't think he's even going to have to intimidate them or anything. They might right away be willing to say, Gus had yeah. us building something uh, secret down there. You know. Yep. But I they did didn't know it was a meth lab. Going. True. I don't think I Werner not... knew that. Oh, sorry. Oh, no, no. I was saying I did not see La- this coming. Lalo going to Germany. Did not see it coming. Hell no. It was brilliant. Yeah. I don't know yeah. where the hell he went, but I did not think Germany. Yeah. Well, you know, was... before, before he showed up in this one, I wondered if they were going to do some crazy thing where we wouldn't see him until. I mean, I'm under the assumption that eventually we're going to see the gene timeline. And I, I was wondering if there was going to be some crazy thing where he just disappeared for 10 years and then came back in the post <laughs> thing. I mean, I, I was going to believe anything. That, yeah. yeah. He's like, I'll take the, the daily special. So, but Hello, Andy, Gene. That would have been hilarious. That would have meant that the whole season, Kim uh, Kim would eventually told, they would have just, everyone would have been paranoid and we just would have never, see, and then we would have had to jump forward and be like, oh my God. Yeah, He's, I mean, I don't know how the hell they could have pulled yeah. it off because then how would Gus. It would have been kind of crazy. In Breaking, Breaking Bad. Yeah. But I was like, if anybody can pull something like that off, it would be them. But yeah, yeah the Germany thing, it was, I couldn't, I loved it. And I did not, de- you're like, you're right. I definitely didn't see it coming either. It was yeah. awesome. It was, it was brilliant. And it's smart too, because again, it shows like, that Lalo is a mastermind too. I mean, I think for me, it it really clicked. I mean, his doing his detective work that he did last season was awesome. I just think yeah. Lalo's got a good mind to him. You know, he's still a Salamanca, but I think the which I think he can be vicious like that. But I think Lalo's a pretty smart motherfucker. Well, just the I he's just, a Salamanca. Yeah. 
he's a Salamanca, but I love, I freaking love him. I love him too. He can do no wrong in my book. Ando, what were you going to say? I was going to say just the foreshadowing of a couple episodes ago when he has the guy made up to look like him to fake his own death. And who the hell, I'm still in awe of that, that whole sequence. I'm like, holy shit. Who done that that once? That's brilliant. I've done that once. (laughs) Only once? (laughs) Yeah, Matt Murdock. Yeah. Oh, I had Matt Murdock. Kid show. Teeth and so in case I need him to, you know, perfect place me. Next, you're going to start telling us about the the secret missions you took with Agent Donald. Oh well, those secret missions with Agent Donald, I cannot talk. No, 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 no. (laughs) I don't think. I think it's still. You're still within the window of prosecution. You have a few years. Yeah. No. No. I can't. I can't. You know. And hence that Donald has been in my home a couple of times yep. uh, in real life. I, he I, knows where I, you live. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Me, me and him doing shots of absinthe at four in the morning. We'll, 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 we'll leave that for another day. All right. Well, oh man, absinthe. Whew. All right, gentlemen. Yeah. Um, I think that's it. That was, uh, I do. Oh, one thing I did want to give a shout out to is um ed bagley jr as cliff main i haven't met i have i keep on wanting to shout him out but he's so great how long has ed bagley jr been acting oh, great God. for, for what 40 years alive. or so i mean it's ridiculous at least yeah. since at least since saying elsewhere and it could be before that i'm sure yeah gosh that's yeah forever <laughs> and uh on one of these uh crew stories this facebook page that i'm on they, it's a great group. Yeah, some cool people asked about him. What do you, and they're like, you know, remember he he I remember I watched there was like a he had a docu series where he was like Ed saves the world. Like he was a big into electric cars and saving the oh, environment. Yep. Yeah, he's a big yeah. environment. Milk, milk cartons as his fence or something like that. Yeah, material. he sells stuff too. He sells like clean products and cleaning products like uh nat- natural cleaning products and stuff like that supposedly mm-hmm. so i thought that was kind of interesting but just shout out to ed bagley because he's he's killing it as cliff Maine when hees like you can get help mm-hmm. you know yeah i know and he goes oh you finally realize <laughs> <laughs> like he, i mean he's just great yeah ed bagley jr he really I mean, cares he's a good guy He's on a really good episode. There was this old series called Dinner for Five. Yes. John oh, Favreau. Favreau hosted yep. it. And he he was on with Carrie Fisher. And I forget Ooh. who else. They're talking about Belushi and stories about Belushi and stuff. And it was fascinating. I bet that is. And that's what was impossible to find. I don't think it's streaming anywhere. Right. Yeah, because I remember when it was on you know, AMC or A&E or one of those I think it was um, IFC, I, maybe. What was it called? Or IFC. Yep. Dinner for five. Dinner for five. I ha- actually still have some episodes recorded on DVD that I because there's one with like Colin Farrell, Jennifer Gar. It was like the Daredevil. Oh, oh I, I've seen that episode. Yeah, because Favreau was in that one in yeah. Daredevil. Affleck, yeah. I think. Yeah, not available anywhere a, uh, on a streaming service currently. Probably yeah. maybe you could find it on the YouTube's or on the. Whatever yeah, it might be on the YouTubes web. or the Ando tubes or the yeah, Fallopians. You, you don't want to go there, Heath. It's a dark uh, place. Yeah, you're, you're probably right. Probably right. All right, gentlemen. I think we've reached the end. 
This was a great episode. Andy, do you have anything else you want to say before we get going? I just have two small things that I jotted down in my notes that I thought were cool or just, I like, just want to point them out. There was a line that Howard has after the boxing fight where he says something to the effect of effect of don't mistake kindness for weakness. Yeah. I love, love, love that line. And then there's another point and I saw, and I wish I could give credit where I saw this, it was on Twitter and somebody had the little, like a little meme made up that had the two side by sides after, after Saul gets back from getting his ass kicked. Jimmy or uh, Kim says something to the effect of, you know, now you can, in your ads, you can do, I'm Saul Goodman, pow, I fight for you. And one of Saul's earliest TV ads, he says, and that's why I fight for you, Albuquerque. Yep. I thought that mm-hmm. was a cool, cool little callback as well. So Definitely. otherwise I don't have anything else. So this was fun though. That's awesome. That's great. Oh, well, one, one, uh, one thing we didn't mention is that what's her name? Uh, Francesca. Oh yeah. Comes back to secretary. That was a fun oh, little scene, yeah. but she'll be yep. back. We know that yeah. too for Breaking Bad. Uh, so, and- how much do you think Jimmy gave him, gave her, as the bonus there? I couldn't figure it out if those hundreds or twenties. I think money. they were hundreds. I think. Yeah, look like it. Mm. Okay. Yeah, jamming out to the Wilson Phillips when she drives in. That. <laughs> <laughs> you can change. <laughs> Um, you had an excellent with your oh, you, were, you were getting in your Wilson hold on for one more day take a chance uh, on oh that's ABBA yeah. hold on for one more day Solo any final be. thoughts from you well I have eight pages of notes here but I, you know I'm going to throw those away no I, I you know I again uh, it's a great show great series and I'm looking forward to the rest. I'm just, you know, I guess in my mind, I guess there was like 1.5 seconds at the beginning where I thought it was black and white and then it wasn't black and white in the beginning. I'm like, are we seeing Gene now? And then it was like, oh no, that was like one second of my life that I thought we were getting it. But I'm just, you know, I'm honestly, I'm long for the ride and I look forward to what's coming next. I have a feeling the next two episodes are going to be those type of episodes that you're like, oh, snappies. Mm-hmm. So I, 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 I'm ready for it. Um, you know, so, yeah, no, it was good. It was good. And, uh, I, I, you know, part of me, too, it, it, real quick, it's the 24 effect. Like when I was watching shows and then I started watching 24 and it was so intense that when I would watch other shows, I'm like, God, this is so slow. And I, I've been watching so much TV lately that I think I was clouded a little bit going into this episode and not in the Saul frame of mind, but I was like, you know, I've been watching all different types of things. So when you do watch multi shows in a week, it can fluctuate your, your thoughts and stuff. So it's one of those things where I look forward to revisiting this episode later on. And, and, you know, and I did watch it during the day. So even some of the, the shots, it was very film noir-esque and even opposite film noir where you saw it was dark, but you saw sunlight come in. I, well, I guess that's still film noir. So I, I like at, at the beginning, I didn't really see clear what was happening and I, I, that frustrated me. So, so I, I'm just going to say, I'm not going to condemn this episode. 
um, I'm gonna I'm gonna revisit it, and I'm sure it'll be a it'll be great on a rewatch. Nice. Yeah, I'm loving it. I'm loving this season. I'm ready for more. We got two more episodes, um, six and seven. Then we take a break until July 11th. But again, we'll be back three weeks before that with Westworld. And I am uh, ready to keep going. We're going to, are we having a guest next week or no? No, no guest next week solo. No, we're going to, we're going to go back to me and you okay. for one week. Nope. And then for yep. the mid, the, well, the mid season f- finale, we usually record on Wednesdays. That is my birthday. Oh, May 25th. <laughs> so I don't know if we're going to do that on my birthday or we're going to do it a different day, but Up maybe we you. should bring a guest on that week. Already yeah, got we'll, we'll figure it out. Oh, shit. All right. Yeah. Let's go <laughs> solo next week and then a guest the following week. Let's do Fantastic. That. All right. Well, thanks everyone for downloading. Thanks for listening. Leave a review over there on the iTunes or the Spotify or the uh, My Face Space or the My Face the Tweet face. Back Graham. Oh, the Tweet Back. You know tweet what I'm back. saying? Follow us over there on the webs of steel. And uh, we love you. We thank you. Thank you to the patrons dvrpodcast.com Peace! Better cost all. <laughs> <laughs>